Welcome to the Wealth Actually podcast. I'm Fraser Rice. Today we're speaking with Story Jones, who is the founder and CEO of Detour.life. Detour.life is designed to disrupt the $50 billion U.S. divorce industry. It's going to do that by making the divorce process more efficient for spouses and family law professionals. It's a comprehensive digital solution for the organization, analysis, and management of the painful day-to-day workflow of the divorce transaction process. Welcome aboard, Story. Hi, Fraser. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's our treat to have you here. Uh, One of the scary things when talking about divorce and how to make it easier uh, is to try to get people over the finish line as it relates to feeling comfortable about going through that process, something that's impossible to do. How did you come to figure out a way to help people do that and ultimately turn that into a business? Well, when I look back, I think there were two inflection points. The first was, sadly, when I found myself at a very young age going through my own divorce, which happened to be a fairly complicated one. And I realize now how naive I was going into it because I had this expectation that I'd just walk into a law office and the lawyer would say, how can I help? And they would take care of me. I was pretty horrified to discover that the actual divorce transaction process is um, very antiquated and you need to know a lot more than I did going in. So I found myself ill-prepared. I was actually so insulted at the process that I turned it into a consultancy in the San Francisco Bay Area where I was living at the time. And so for about 12 years, I actually built a business because it was one of those things where if I only knew then what I know now, and I couldn't bear the thought of other people going through what I went through and not knowing what they needed to know. So I created a business to bridge the gap. And the second inflection point was probably six, seven, eight years into that when I sat in the meetings with the lawyers and the clients and the experts and recognized that the process itself was in desperate need of innovation and a new way of doing things to simplify the cost and the time involved. And that's what got me started. One of the things I think about having looked through the site and when you're coming from an area where you've been consulting people on a face-to-face basis, and this is in wealth management, this is in law, et cetera, uh, the humanity of, of the message that you have really comes out. And so when I was trying to tell someone about what you're doing, and I said, this, this is more than a technology company, and it's different from a consulting company, you're marrying the two. And uh, I think bringing organization and analysis to the process that, that, that people need, but, but the humanity behind it, I thought was pretty interesting as well. I am so thrilled to hear you say that because that means I've done something right because that is exactly the conversation we had as a team is we want to bring structure and technology to this, but how do we bring the humanity? And what I've said to the team for two years now is I have this connection with spouses, no matter the shape, size, situation. How can we bring that voice to a digital platform. So we're working very hard to do it to create a really a voice that can reach everybody and a high touch experience and then help them with what is a very rote process. So dealing with the spouses that that's one angle. These are the people who are to put it glibly involved in the transaction. Right. But then you've got the advisors around them. You have right. the lawyers, they're, they're a big part of it, the financial advisors, the accountants, I'm sure valuation experts when you have assets that need to be figured out when you're coming up with the different uh, values that need to be divided. How did you reach out to them? You had an eight-year consultancy, so you dealt with them and were in meetings and so on. And But how have they been receiving what you're delivering? 
Well, it's a good question because when you mention all those experts, it sounds really expensive, doesn't it? Oh, it, uh, it is. It's, <laughs> it is scary to think that you need all those people, and yet you do to be very effective. But if you're smart, it's actually less expensive because you're using the experts that you need for just that piece of the puzzle. And because it does require so many experts, and by the way, the financial expert to me is almost I won't say more important than the lawyer, but I will say as important as the lawyer. And we should talk more about that. But because there's so many people involved and because the spouse who is at the heart of the transaction is typically in so much chaos and a lot of emotional distress, there is um, – and so much is needed from them. There can be a lot of inaccuracies in information, delays in information getting around. You have you might have a quarterback and the lawyer trying to get information to other people. And the platform is the first digital collaboration tool where all the experts are invited in by the client, the spouse, and have access to and can review real-time data together. And that honestly has been so efficient for them. They've really embraced the technology. Just to run a parallel to wealth management, I, I, I wrote a book about this and I've taught people and advisors and I say, you know, be as good a client as possible for your advisors. And one of the areas in my own personal experience in advising other people, especially in the divorce world, was to tell someone, don't use your divorce attorney as your psychologist. First of all, it's extremely expensive it's just less efficient. It's not that they don't care, but that's not what they're good at. They're here to get you through a legal process. And, you know, if you're healing emotionally from these types of things, there, there is a person for that. And and part of what I like about your site is the fact that in organizing and analyzing your workflow, I, I think you go to great pains to tell people, you know, there are people who are good at certain things and be a better client for them and be organized so that they can be efficient for you. It's going to be cheaper more efficient, less emotionally draining, et cetera. Where do you come out on that? And, and, and maybe a different way to think of it is on the, on the emotional front. How do you advise people to try to separate something that can become very interwoven with the solution to, to the divorce problem? Well, I was so excited when I was reading Wealth Actually and recognized that you and I say the same thing. It's the same message, which is so important to communicate, whether it's the financial world or the divorce world. And that is, number one, yes, you are the client. And I think in the world of divorce, we're in such chaos and in such emotional distress, we run to a lawyer. That's the old model. And very much like what you were saying is take a beat, whether you're it's a financial you know, situation that's happened that's now requiring financial help. The smartest thing you can do is to be a better client, which means becoming informed and prepared and understanding you're hiring an expert to help you with something. They are not in charge of your life. So walk in with whatever information they need in order to ask you the right questions so that you can get to the right result faster. I think what I really object to is this idea, and again, it's just time to change the, the framework of thought around divorce. It's time to stop running to a lawyer and just putting your entire life in front of them. Because little known fact is that I now work with lawyers, they're my colleagues, and they say to me, we chose to go to law school to study the law. We did not specifically go to uh, to become psychologists and therapists. We're lawyers. We actually are not good at it, and we don't want to do it. But the natural reaction is to sit there and cry to your lawyer. So really what you were saying is exactly what we say on our site. It was we try to guide people to think in terms of a team model. If you deconstruct divorce, there are four layers. There's the emotional, there's the financial, 
there's the children if you have children, and then there's this post-divorce lifestyle arc that no one talks about. It's really important to identify experts for each one of those and work with them appropriately. You'll get a much better result, and you will save a lot of money and time. One of the things that's scary about divorce and run into it in all sorts of situations is is the big fancy term for it is information asymmetry, where one spouse has the the information, the the keys to the car, the bank accounts, et cetera. The other spouse knows far less about it and maybe is not educated in all sorts of different things. And the site and what you're doing from a company standpoint tries to level the playing field a little bit on that front, which I think is extremely important. On the education side of things, how do you bridge the gap between a partnership where one spouse has so much control many right. times, uh, access to information at other times, and uh, maybe facility around numbers and financials or legal acumen and so on, and the other doesn't. How do you help support the other spouse? And I guess maybe the extension of that is how do you then bring that to a, an arena where both can feel equally supported and represented as they, as they get to that post-divorce world that you were talking about? It's so important what you just said, and there are two parts to it. One is, and it's funny, in Wealth Actually, you were saying the same thing. We have to go upstream, and we have to talk more about prenups, and we have to rebrand prenups because they get a really bad rap. People assume it's about just the person with money protecting their wealth. They don't understand that it is the single most important conversation to have, whether you're 22 with no assets getting married or on your third marriage. So moving upstream, we really have to change the thought process around that so that there is an even playing field and a sharing of everything you were just mentioning. Couples should have an annual meeting when they do their taxes, and they should be reviewing everything. They should be passwords. As you say, the kind of the keys to the estate, everything needs to be shared because divorce is a life transition. Things happen, and both couples are in that business together. So that's the first part is pre-planning and understanding what will happen in divorce. But the second part is today you have two spouses, and very often one is more financially astute. It's just very typical that that happens. It's a beautiful thing in a couple, right? You have a division of labor. One is takes care of one part of the life together, and the other takes care of the other. But when you're going through a divorce, the person at a financial disadvantage, they're so scared, and they feel disadvantaged. So how do you support them is really your question. It, it's, a, it's a difficult answer because in cases where you have two spouses who are rational, they might not like each other, they might not really want to be in the same room, <laughs> but they are rational and they can approach the unwinding of this contract with some civility, even though one doesn't have access to everything, then you have a normal uh, sharing of documentation and uh, transparency. If you are in a situation where the person who doesn't have access is in control, I'll be honest, it means a very expensive, long process. We have laws that require disclosure. So the good news is you're, you are protected. Your lawyer will subpoena the documents. Uh, there is a process that will require the disclosure. But the requirement and the actual compliance with that requirement and the time and the money it will cost is honestly, um, it's, it's disastrous for a family. So it's very difficult, which is why I want to move upstream and really encourage people to have more conversations before they get married so that one, they share and they have transparency up front and they understand the consequences of if that marriage were to break down. To go into the process, 
process probably maybe two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through when let's assume that things are congenial enough that people are talking to each other. But ultimately, you have a set of assets that need to be divided. And there's many times emotional wreckage that comes uh, with that. Usually, it comes with the sale of a family house. It's trying to figure out who's living where, how are they supported, uh, how are the kids' educations getting funded, things like that. Where do you fit in on that to help people think logically about that so that they don't let the divorce process sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater and and create financial wreckage for both spouses that can cause longer-term damage? I wouldn't wish divorce on anybody. But at some point, you have to show up to the fact that everything is going to be addressed and divided. And what we do at Detour.life is we are not judge or jury. We are agnostic. What I'm excited about with this platform is that what we really are doing for people in order to, to address that is to provide them with, for the first time ever, a digital dashboard to help guide them through the process. And you said the humanity part. We really have injected it, we believe, with a lot of humanity through the voice, but also through the user experience. So a lot of the fear of losing the home and where am I going to live and how am I going to live and do I have to go back to work and what about the retirement and all of that – It can play games in your mind because you walk out of a law office and you don't know what to do and you've been given paperwork to fill out. And it's so scary. Even if you're financially astute, it's scary. But for the person who doesn't even know what they have, it's very frightening. So the goal of the platform is to help that individual organize, prepare, update digitally, upload all of the documentation that's needed, but also the way we've designed it, the net worth statement. And by the way, a lot of people don't even know what a net worth report is or how to create one. We have this very simple um, process we take you through. We ask you a few questions and kind of magically you have a net worth statement. And the numbers are presented in a way it's not a tiny Excel spreadsheet. I don't know a lot of people who can read an Excel spreadsheet. Those are frightening. But when you can see it in big numbers and you can see it with color and then we create a cash flow statement to show what's coming in and what's going out, I think it's all of those gestures to guide people and make them feel taken care of a little bit and that it isn't so scary and that when their lawyer or their financial expert is talking to them about what their situation looks like, it makes sense and it actually is more about the numbers on paper and the reality than it is about how angry they are with their spouse. The thing that, that's disappointing is that what you're talking about is something that, that should happen way before the formality of a marriage takes place. I would love as a financial planner and a wealth advisor to have my clients look at that and go through that process before they come to me. I think that would be wonderful. And then at the same time, you have the totality of information in front of you. And it would help me give better advice on the on the financial side of things and then whatever else I'm helping with. And so you talk about going upstream uh, and at the prenup level. I could envision this going even further upstream in terms of you know people sort of using that as, as the baseline to understand their own personal situation before they even enter into a relationship, frankly. Uh, Is that something you think about in terms of dreaming big, sort of going from like financial planning software to just saying, you know, here's my life management. I'm squared away in one sense. And, you know, before I get entangled, I'm ready to roll. Does that enter into your mind as you think about this stuff? Absolutely. And and so many of the concepts in your book uh, touch on this. It is stunning to me, and I know it's been stunning to you and your financial uh, professional experience, how little people 
know about their own situation, how little they've done to plan. And I meet people all the time who are professional, educated, have assets, but they really don't know what, because one spouse might be managing it, they don't even know what they have. They don't know what the retirement situation is. They don't know what insurance they have. So going upstream, it means that was never important to them. We have to bake it into our culture. We have to start at the school level, to be honest with you. It's still shocking to me that you're not learning about basic financial planning in school. So what's interesting about Detour.life is for all these years, I've had this kind of A to Z experience with families going through divorce. And that's when you learn about all the dysfunction in so many marriages, sadly, in terms of the inability to discuss money. Then you learn that people coming into a marriage were wholly unprepared for what that really meant from a contract standpoint. Then you realize that, you know, as as young uh, people, they really had no thought about money. So we have to correct all of this because there's so many situations where if you were prepared, you would be in better shape. So Detour.life, when we launched, we had to identify what part of the process would help people immediately. Where could we relieve the biggest pain point? And so we focused on, I'm getting a divorce. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I don't know who to hire. And I know I need all this paperwork. Where do I start? So our product right now is simply focused on that person's going through the transaction. Our vision is really big, and we have lots of pre-divorce products and services we want to offer, which will touch on a lot of what you were just saying, as well as a very um, large part that is not discussed is post-divorce. You know, it's not over the day you sign the paperwork. It's amazing how much work you have to do to actually comply with it as well as manage, if you have children, manage their expenses, manage a schedule, manage a whole new estate plan. It's often horribly overlooked. You need a whole new estate plan. And life as a divorced person requires different financial planning. So we really anticipate covering the arc from day one to, you know, post-divorce. Right now, we're just at the heart of the matter, but but that is where we're going. One of the things I talk about with people uh, in terms of building the team around them is, is spending time meeting different people in the different disciplines. Uh, I found some people, typical art and science to this is to and for someone who trusts me to sort of give people names and so on, I'll give three and tell them to talk to all three and see which one is sort of a good fit. I would imagine with divorce lawyers or accountants or wealth advisors, you probably think the same way that that, that the emotional slash attitudinal fit is extremely important. For me, I would not want an, an aggressive accountant. I, I want it simple. I want it I don't. I don't want to be audited. Uh, you know those types of things. I don't want to get paid for not growing corn. I mean, I, I guess I would, but I. But that wouldn't. Uh, that that's probably not right. And then from a lawyer perspective, I, I don't necessarily need one to unlock the launch codes and devastate someone. I usually want something that's. I want to be protected. Obviously, I want someone competent, but I don't need them to. You know, just lash out at the other person and you know just destroy. Does Detour.life help with that? And then if it doesn't, how do you advise people who are thinking about or they need help? How do do I find the right help? How do I know which advisor is good for me? It's really important. And and like you said in your book about the investment advisor, you know, they're not all created equal. Just because they have a law degree hanging on their wall does not mean they're the right lawyer for you. So right now, 
our current technology does not help you find a lawyer. That may be coming in the future. But a minimum, what we try to do is educate that it's very important to meet with more than one. Absolutely. Most people just meet with one because they don't even know, how, what do you ask a divorce lawyer? Can you get me a divorce? You know, can I keep all the assets? It's very important to meet with different lawyers for a couple of reasons. One is you definitely need chemistry, and everyone has a different you know, way of managing the relationship. But every lawyer has a very different arsenal of strategies that they might employ, and you want to find out the strategy. This idea, by the way, this idea that you can hire a shark attorney and go and devastate – is a complete illusion. It is it all that means is I'm going to pay them a lot more money and I'm going to feel like I'm powerful because I hired ex attorney. But I guarantee you 99% of the cases that I hear say they end up at exactly the same place they started, even going through all of that, they've just spent all that money on fees. This is not a situation where you want to destroy your spouse, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but the important thing to do is to um, interview more than one. And beyond that, this is the other thing I discovered in this business. Lawyers won't, and I don't just want to say they won't, they're not in the business of, with every single person who walks in the door, educating you on all your options. If you're meeting with them, they're going to tell you how they're going to take you through the divorce, but they're not going to tell you, oh, by the way, there are three other venues that you could consider. There's a whole collaborative law practice, which for some people is the right way to do it. There's obviously mediation, which we've heard about. There's hiring an attorney and hoping to settle. And then if that all falls apart, then you end up in court. So if you meet with an attorney who really likes litigation, they're probably not going to tell you that there actually are a couple of other ways to get a divorce and other types of models out there. So it's really incumbent upon you to assess your situation. What is the psychological dynamic, the financial dynamic, the issue with your children? And then learn about the different ways that your divorce might be able to go through the process and then meet with several different experts, professionals to identify the best fit. To move on to how do you deal with the divorce process as it relates to your kids, oh. uh, which is the the, the devastating part. Right. Um, how does Detour.Life assist with that? Aside from being prepared and being well represented and knowing the process, are there tools involved there that help the different spouses educate the kids and, and get into that post-divorce world where the job of parenting is is significantly different than what it was before? That is really, for families with children, that is the most devastating and difficult and just, just heartbreaking aspect of divorce. At least it can be. It doesn't have to be. It can be. Mostly it's the idea of it not being the way it was or your idea of what it was, your situation with your family. Detour.life right now has focused more on thought leadership in how to think about it, as well as the tools to organize you and to share with your professionals. The child component is coming. We're building it actually right now, and we will be releasing it soon. So right now, today, we are not the most effective platform for managing the day-to-day -day child um, aspects, but there are two um, parts to managing your children. One is managing ongoing expenses. Because even though there might be child support involved, that actually doesn't cover everything. So day in and day out, year in and year out, there are always expenses to manage. That is a tool we're building. Then there is the schedule. Where are the kids going to live? And that can change, you know, the age appropriate. It can change every few months. It can change because of the summer. There's a ton of communication that's required going back and forth. And the scheduling. And that is something we are working on uh, with our Detour.Life voice to help educate 
educate and guide families. There's nothing we can do to take the pain away, but we hope the tools and the voice can help the way we think about it shift. To, to be glib again, uh, but just having a little icon at the bottom for Uber to help just with the driving around and getting to places. <laughs> I think a lot of people, uh, that that's, that's a huge challenge in and of itself, especially for people who have to go back to work and, and the scheduling is just a complete seismic shift. And then layer on top of that the psychological issues of punishing one spouse or wanting to hurt one spouse or or just that tension. Um, and then when other romantic interests are introduced, a blended families, it's impossible to explain what this does to families. And it is even more important to um, try to come up with some tools, that's what we're working on right now, that just ease the burden of it. One of the really new things that's happening in sort of family law, marriage, divorce, et cetera, are the same-sex couples, uh, and that's becoming more and more popular. And you know, it's sort of a nice uh, adaptation of the law to reflect what's happening on current lifestyles. How does Detour Life deal with that? Are there separate issues uh, involved with that, or is that something that we're just really starting to learn about? Well, there are fundamental differences because of the way in some states the law applies to those domestic partnerships. Fundamentally, though, you have two people. The gender, from our perspective, doesn't affect the process that we have in place. So we are very much available to same-sex couples. I have consulted with same-sex couples. It is still a business contract that you have signed, and it's still the property division and um, managing children and all of it. So very much applies to what Detour.life is designed for. There are certainly attorneys that will specialize in those domestic partnerships and in those marriages. It just depends on where you are but we are not specifically designed for or against that. We are agnostic in just managing the two spouses and their family and their relationship with their experts. Cool. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. It wouldn't be me if I didn't ask about entrepreneurism and starting your own business and so on. Coming out of a divorce situation and, and sort of turning that into a consultancy and then turning it into a, in a sense, a software platform that, that you're looking to scale what has that process been like? And I guess to the next extent, how did you start to convince other investors, other people to get interested in it as you started to move forward? Well, you know, the interesting thing about the business, Fraser, is that this industry is considered to be a $50 billion industry. So as an entrepreneur, that's pretty exciting because that's a big market. Right. So entrepreneurship, raising money 101 is there has to be a big market for anyone to pay any attention. That's pretty exciting. From a human perspective, the idea that $50 billion is really being taken away from families, I think, is horrifying. So I find that very upsetting. And I know because of my business, a significant portion of that is because of the inefficiency. So that's really what inspired me to take this on is that I felt confident enough that it was a big enough market that there would be interest in doing something. And also from the human perspective, it's a, it's an industry that is underserved. It's been ignored for far too long. I don't think it's considered sexy. There hasn't been a lot of focus on the divorce industry over the years, although I will say that's starting to change, which I think is very exciting. And so that's what made me confident that I could raise money. And then 
it's when you lay out to people the current process. There, one venture capitalist said to me, they call it the white space. There is a lot of white space in this industry, so we are paying attention to it. There is uh, so much room for innovation and so much room for changing people's lives, which is fundamentally what we're doing. So I was able to raise money. I started with an angel round. I raised a million dollars, and that is really where I am right now. I raised that. We've built it. We've introduced it, and now we're uh, getting ready to look for some additional funding. Cool. We're partnering with some legal aid societies. We want to give this to legal aid societies around the country because we know it's going to change their lives. The lawyers who are giving of their time will have an efficiency tool. We are working with corporations to provide this as an employee benefit because we know that people, when they're trying to go to work every day and go through a divorce, it's very devastating to their ability to um, manage their job. And we're also working with professionals to work with their clients. So we're moving um, forward with three different channels. One of the things I note in the wealth management industry is that uh, in the desperate thirst for new clients, that people are setting up divorce-only wealth management practices. And it's an area that trust companies and banks are focusing on because the competition is so difficult in order to get new clients that anything that can happen to differentiate a wealth advisor in that world is starting to become more popular. So I think that you know, I think what you're doing is going to nestle in quite nicely with a group of businesses that are going to be really looking at the divorce sector going forward. It's interesting you say that. I have been in touch with so many people in the financial world who are building their businesses for divorce. In a way, I think it's, you know, again, the human part of me, it's so sad to think that that is a business opportunity. And yet it's fascinating to me that a whole industry is shifting. But you're you're absolutely right. Well, I think the thing, too, that's interesting is the level of planning and the narrow expertise that you're describing in, in your product is something that is going to be difficult for those banks to scale. The opportunity is big, but the tools necessary to advise well on that front and to go through a very large arcane process in order to get from A to Z for various folks and for the wealth advisor to choose between spouses many times because I think the prejudice is that one spouse is going to want different advice than the other spouse has. Well, they really um, should have. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a trend, I think, going forward that I think is very interesting. And it's something where your site and your platform and your advice are just I, – I could see that nestling in very nicely uh, in that space. Well, I agree – What's, what's interesting about the unique characteristic of working with a wealth advisor who's an expert in divorce is very consistent with what we're saying, which is when you're going through a divorce, financially, there tends to be a focus on the land grab, right? How much am I going to get? How much do I get to keep? How little do I have to give? And we really try to guide people to think more about lifestyle. And I know you talk a lot about this in your book, really understanding, and it's painful. You are now having to develop a lifestyle moving forward that is independent and different. And oh, by the way, a few less zeros. So you really want to put a lot of emphasis into making some of those decisions before you actually go into a settlement because that could very well inform the settlement. And I believe in interest-based settlements where this is where I see my life going. Where do you see your life going? Let's see how we can creatively solve this rather than just I want as much as I can get and how, how little do I have to give away. So if you're working with a wealth advisor who has great experience in divorce cases, they're going to be far more in tune to thinking about restructuring a lifestyle. So it very much does dovetail. What has been the most pleasant surprise so far in starting your business? 
the most pleasant surprise? That's a good question. Um, it's incredibly rewarding to work with the team I work with, who are millennials. None of them are divorced. They're all young and actually a couple, one just got married. Their enthusiasm for building something for their generation and refining technology to meet their needs. I've really enjoyed working with the team. That's actually been the most fun. And having this group think as we build these new features and invent new things for the divorce market. On the flip side of that coin, is there anything you would have done differently or any lessons for someone who's building their own business and moving forward on that front that you would advise them to do? Well, they always say when you're building a house, it's going to cost more and take longer. I think the same thing is true for a startup. I think you always underestimate how much it's going to cost and how long it's going to take. The interesting thing for me and for this business, so for anybody that is thinking about a startup, the most difficult business product service to introduce is something that doesn't exist. And what we are doing is we are pioneering in an industry that has a very set way of doing things. It's paper-based. There's a system. It's inefficient, but that's how it's been done. It's and our system. It's our system. <laughs> and we're going to stick to and it. We are, <laughs> that's exactly the response from a certain class of professional. And so the challenge has been – you know, I'm, I, come, I have a marketing background, and you never want to introduce a product by saying, here are all the problems, and this is why we solve the problem, right? You want to say, we're great because we are organic, or we're great because we're fair trade, or we're great because we're, you know, it's easy to come out, it's easier to come out and position yourself as a product relative to another product, but your point of difference. So when you're inventing a category, you know, what is a divorce management platform? Why do I need this? I just need a lawyer because that's the thought process of somebody going through a divorce today is I just need a lawyer. Why do I need this? So I think the challenge in introducing and pioneering is simply you need a lot longer time frame to sustain that education and uh, adoption. And that's been really the biggest lesson. I, I knew it going in, but I don't think I fully appreciated it. I parked my car in the same garage on that. Uh, there are lots of different things, publishing a book and getting out there and, and a bunch of other different projects. There are a lot of things that I thought uh, things that I'd hoped and things that I knew way down deep were going to happen. And I've been completely surprised at all areas. Some things have happened that were really pleasant surprises and other ones that have been grave disappointments. And you just have to build that into your thinking. The, the emotional ups and downs pop up. So There have been a lot of books written, a lot of podcasts, a lot of blogs written about starting a company, startups. And I probably will have one in me too because it's definitely been – it's been wonderful in so many respects. I absolutely love our product and I know – I think you have to know to your core that what you're building is needed and will change people's lives. At least that's what I need to get up every morning and do this. And that's what's driving me forward. And I think that's true entrepreneurship is I have to do this. I don't have a choice. And um, that's what's driving me. I'm not going to say there are not lonely nights when I think, what have I done? <laughs> you know, but um, I believe in it. And that's what you have to stick to. Really cool. How do we stay in touch with you? And how do we find out more about Detour.life? Detour.life, you've been to the platform, the website. We have marketing pages that meet you, and that's where we have a knowledge center where we constantly update, and we're actually now uh, aggregating a content from outside experts, which I'm really excited about, so that there will be a growing, expanding uh, knowledge center. We have a new, very exciting new feature we're about to release, which will really 
truly change people's lives going through divorce from the income and expense perspective, which is the crux of the financials. So Detour.life. Excellent. Story, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Fraser. You've been listening to the Wealth Actually podcast with Fraser Rice. Special thanks to Story Jones, the founder of Detour.life. You can find other podcasts on wealthactually.com and buy copies of my book on Amazon. In the meantime, keep making intelligent decisions with your wealth.